0: What up Grizz Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Grizz 901. I am your host, Daniel Greer, and today's episode, we're going to hit on the upcoming week. The hot stretch this team is on, 40 wins before the All-Star break, the All-Star festivities. But the main thing we got to get to first is we have a new guy. His name is Nathan Qualls. What's up, Nathan? Man, I'm just happy to be the new guy.
1: That's sort of been the theme of my life lately. So it's 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 fitting that I'm a new guy here too.
0: <laughs> yeah. So Nathan came to us and he is going to be a contributor for Grizz Lead. Uh you can make sure you go follow Grizz Lead at Grizz underscore lead. If you're listening to this, either you're a family member of Nathan's, <laughs> or you're just a complete idiot and you somehow listen to the podcast, but don't follow the actual Twitter account that this comes from. So, but go check us out over at Grizzly. Uh, there is something coming out from Nathan tomorrow. Uh, Nathan, give us a little sneak peek of what you got coming out tomorrow.
1: Yeah. So I'm going to start doing a, a weekly recap piece here at Grizzly and, and just going to try and cover their team. What happened on a week to week basis, what was good, what was bad um, this week, obviously a, a whole lot of good, not much bad. It's hard to find too much bad in a three Oh week where you take care of business, but yeah, just going to hit on trends with the team, um, what, what, what I've noticed, um, what fan, fans have noticed and what we're going to be looking at going forward in the next week. So obviously this week, we're just looking at All-Star break mainly, but yeah, should have some good stuff in there.
0: Yeah, it's very good. I've read it already. It is good. You're going to enjoy it. Uh, but the Grizzlies are 40-18 and 18 as we speak. They're third in the West, third in the league. What does that say? I think the East sucks. No, I'm joking. Uh, (laughs) The East is really good, but I think the East is kind of beating up each other. And I think that the West is kind of setting themselves apart. I really think it's a retooling year for the West. And that's why you're seeing a lot of teams at the trade deadline in the East go after it because they're all kind of where the Grizzlies were, uh, kind of in that seven to 10 range. And they're trying to battle it out to make sure they get that play in, uh, give themselves a chance. You know, why not? They've seen the Grizzlies kind of do that in the last two seasons since they've had the actual play in the Grizzlies have been the team that's kind of you know really got the most out of it so I enjoy the play in because it doesn't have a lot of teams that are tanking as early in the year as they should Uh, it gives them a chance to really kind of go after it Uh, but they are third in the league in the record Uh, they're on a five game win streak and now they have the Pelicans coming up on Tuesday I will actually be in New Orleans for that game so it'll be a lot of fun check me out I'll be under the goal that the Grizzlies bench is on, I believe. If I'm not behind that goal, look at the other goal, because I could be there. But if you don't see me there, then that means I probably uh, got taken and kidnapped. And uh, they have me somewhere in an, a dark alley in New Orleans. Who knows? Maybe doing voodoo at this it point. It is New
1: Orleans, so that's yeah. entirely possible.
0: <laughs> but the Grizzlies return home on a back-to-back uh, with travel, so they will be at home. Uh, Wednesday against the Blazers before they are off. So they play on the 15th and the 16th and then they're off until the 24th. Uh, we do have Ja and uh, Desmond Bain that will be going to the all-star festivities. As of now, I have not heard uh, whether or not they're going to do anything else with the big men, whether Jaren's going to be invited to do the skills challenge. If they're having the skills challenge, I haven't heard anything about it. Have you heard anything about the skills challenge?
1: No, I haven't heard anything yet. I know that there's still some replacements to be made in, in the East for sure. I think there still might be a chance. Go Bear doesn't play. Is okay. that is that real or is that not real? I'm, I'm not positive on that. But well, you
0: would know more than we would, honestly.
1: <laughs> there's there's definitely a chance, but uh, for everybody, I'm in Salt Lake. I'm based in Salt Lake in enemy territory, so. I'm looking forward to actually getting to the Grizz Jazz game coming up here in a couple of months. But yeah, I'm not sure. So maybe if Go Bears out, we'll get some kind of movement. But other than that, I haven't heard much other. than I think there's going to be some replacements um, for Harden and one other, one other player yeah. in the East.
0: Well, in all honesty, like I would love for Jaron to get in. Don't get me wrong, but I think that where we are in our season, I'm down with these guys getting seven, eight days off because they do play. Uh, they're back-to-back Tuesday, Wednesday. Ja is having, you know, had a, he stepped on the cameraman again. I'm not even going to get into that. That's the stupidest thing. Put the guys up. Put them somewhere. They they have Zoom, right? Don't they? I think they do. So uh, set them back a little bit. They'll be okay. It's anywhere uh,
1: away from our guy who jumps about 48 inches in the air every time he goes to the basket. That'd yeah, be nice.
0: Just, just, go, just put them somewhere else. Come on. This is stupid. We have cameras. Put it on. The, we have cameras above the goal. Put the camera by itself. If we break the camera, that's fine. Better than breaking an ankle. Uh, But Ja has been injured. I'm curious to whether or not he plays in the New Orleans game. He came back in. So I would imagine being the gamer he is, he's going to play. But let's get into you, Nathan. Um, The backstory of you becoming a Grizzlies fan. Yeah, man. So I'm born and raised in Memphis.
1: Um, Was there all my life and grew up on Tigers basketball actually. I would have I had season tickets with my family. So my dad and I would go to every Tigers game when I was a kid and in the pyramid go get the little Pizza Hut personal pizzas for any OGs, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Those things were the highlight of my week. <laughs> um but grew up a basketball fan, but obviously the Grizzlies <clears throat> didn't come to Memphis until I was a little bit older, but Really did not. I, I'll own it. I was not on the Grizzlies bandwagon from day one. I was wow. not a Memphis Grizzlies fan from day one. i own that. Yeah, it's to my shame. But I um, got into it about the time a lot of people got into it, which was the 2010-2011 season. Right. I sort of started paying attention a little bit when they were making some noise. And then uh, once they beat the Spurs in the playoffs in that first round, I actually got tickets, went to a game against the Thunder, and I was hooked. That was okay. it. I was hook, line, and sinker. Huge Grizz fan. Just the atmosphere. Anyone who's been to a Memphis Grizzlies playoff game knows it's just a different kind of – all bunch of blue buds and freaking minds out, of right? <laughs> it's it's a crazy environment, and it got me. And then since then, I've been massive Grizz fan ever since. Keeping up, whenever I moved to Colorado, was finding ways to watch the games that uh, – we'll say were, were, were good ways to watch the game, but ruined my computer – Um, and so just finding ways to to be a fan ever since then. And man, it's been it's been a fun ride. And obviously now it's the most fun it's ever been to be a Grizzlies fan.
0: Yeah, the Grizzlies are playing uh great basketball. So around that time, uh, what do you think it was more due to age? Uh that you were uh probably not catching on to the Grizzlies. Uh you're I I imagine you're a little younger than me, so I think it's age because uh, when they were here in 0102, one, I was a big Battier fan, uh, because mm-hmm. I am a Duke fan. Uh and so I I followed him. It was awesome that he came to my hometown team. Um, but it was I, I was younger. I think I was uh the part of high school at some I don't I don't remember exactly, but I was around mm-hmm. high school age. And so I would imagine you were a little bit younger then, right?
1: Oh, I was yeah, I was okay. definitely younger than I don't want to I don't wanna age either one of us too much, but I was definitely younger in that regard. And yeah, it was just I was a huge college basketball fan. I just yeah. loved Memphis Tigers. I really, honestly, I didn't pay a crazy amount of attention to the NBA. I was a big Shaq fan as a kid, so pretty much whatever team Shaq was on was right. a team that I, I was going for. But really, just wasn't huge into the NBA um, for for a while, and then got to sort of that a high school age where you kind of hopped on whatever bandwagon your friends were hopping on and my yep. friends were becoming huge Grizzlies fans. And I said, eh, sure, I'll check it out. And now none of them talk to me about the Grizzlies anymore. But I'm sitting there and sure, obviously I'm trying to find every new way to talk about the Grizzlies. Right. So it, it carried on for me and weren't where stopped for, for some of them, but it was mainly an age thing. Right. I just yeah. that, went to where that- my dad went to.
0: That's where I figured is because um, even, you know, I was still younger. So me being older than I, you know, than I really uh, want to put out there. I'm an old guy, right? <laughs> I'm 37. I'll, I'll release my age. Everybody mainly knows that if you're following me already. Uh, but um, it was a time that was was crazy. And it was the dark days of uh, being a Grizzlies fan because <laughs> we weren't good. Um, mm-hmm. When we did go to the playoffs, there's we never won. And it was just one of those things that now I look back on it and I can really appreciate uh, really how far they've come because they've come to the point where now you're accepted to be a Grizzlies fan. It's, it's cool to be a Grizzlies fan. Right. I, I kind of go back to where um, I'm a wrestling fan. You know, OK, I, I left wrestling for many years. My buddy got me back into it. Uh, probably I think right when I got married, my wife probably hates that. Um, and so I've kind of, you know, I understand the business now because I'm older, uh, but I appreciate it, you know, the old stuff even more now, uh, but it was not cool. And it's still eh, not that really that cool to be a, a <laughs> wrestling fan, you know, where they're doing fake hitting, even though it's, it takes athleticism, but, um, it I'd wasn't say, be cool. To, yeah, it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't cool to be a Grizzlies fan at all. It was, uh, the team that was Okay. And now I look back on it. Now, and those were the days that, like, that was the cool part. You know, you got to set up and uh, watch all the the playoff games. Uh, the very top area that I think smells like uh, socks and Fritos. Uh, it's a place to be, though. Yeah, back in the uh, the pyramid. Uh, oh yeah, it, it was it was bad, but but now <laughs> this team is rolling and they're good, um, and they're led by you know Ja. And I want to get into a little bit about the uh, the All Star and kind of what that means to you, but. Uh, let's hit on the, uh, the week that was the Grizzlies had a three and zero week. Um, anything that stick out to you? Uh, I know that they beat uh, the Clippers at home and then they won the road to beat the Pistons, which was, you know, obviously a, a good game for the Grizzlies. They just looked like they were just in cr- control the whole time. And then the Hornets game on the road was a little weird, but it got off to a hot start. So anything stick out to you uh, in these three games?
1: Well, there, there are a few different things. Now, I wrote about this, and the the piece will be coming out tomorrow some, but it, sh- it showed to me that the Grizzlies have learned how to win, right? And there's nothing super spectacular. I mean, you had the what's become normal, which is crazy for us who have been fans in the Grit and Grind era, and for you way back in the dark ages of Chris fandom, like you were talking about. But those spectacular highlight real plays are sort of the norm now. But for the most part, they just win in. They – put the foot on the gas when they needed to. They locked in defensively when they needed to. And then they sort of just coasted, didn't do anything crazy, and then went in time, locked it in, right? Yeah. And that's a sign of a mature team. That's a sign of a team that has learned not just how to win in their style of play, but how to win professionally in the league. And so even though it wasn't a crazy, a crazy week or any kind of wins over big teams, The fact they're able to take care of business like that was really impressive and encouraging to me because it just showed a a step that wasn't there last year. I mean, a lot of times last year they get caught by these teams that they knew they were better than but didn't take seriously. And this year they've learned how to not get caught and win those games. And I take that even back to the games against the Magic and uh, even the Knicks earlier. Um, Last week, too, you sort of saw the same thing. And then uh, the second thing I really saw was you had role players stepping up in every game and you see guys like melton has looked like himself for the first time since he went out uh for health and safety um who else desmond bain struggled but found his stroke again jaron continues to show flashes on each side which i guess bain and jaron aren't really role players but then you see steven adams having a renaissance there just the screen assists are a thing of beauty every time steven adams does anything on offense that's probably the happiest i get in the grizzlies game but from Adams to Melton to Clark uh, to Zaire. Zaire's showing a lot more flashes and expanding his game. Um, yeah, I mean, I could go on and on and on, but there's actually quite a few different encouraging things. I saw this this past weekend in the two games and the week before as well. So not ex- an exciting week, but a really good and encouraging week all the same.
0: Yeah, I, I, I want to hit a little bit on um, uh, Jaron Jackson, but also on Steven Adams because I think they have been very crucial uh, to this, but some, somebody else I want to hit on, and that is brandon clark he's uh just in the the month of February so far uh, there's been five games he's had double digits in every game, which is very good, but also the lowest amount of rebounds he had was his last game, and it was six rebounds he's had games of you know two two games of seven rebounds, a game of eight rebounds, a game of nine rebounds he's also pretty much doing two assists a game that's that's really elite basketball because if you're able to be consistent but also give your team exactly what they need uh, and that is being a bench unit uh, a good player that comes in there and solidifies that role and being an actual good player who can score but also defend rebound uh, because he's also getting steals and blocks he's playing very well but then if you go back into January I believe there was uh, 20 games it was a tough stretch But I think out of that whole entire month, I'm counting here, there's four games where he was not double digits. And that is the biggest thing is having someone who can come in and yes, he's not going to shoot the lights out, right? That's not what he does, but he finds his role and he does his job. And so that's really what I enjoy seeing is because somebody like Brandon Clark, who could have been easily traded, he could have been traded last year. He could have been written off this entire season. He's actually coming back and being a really good player. so. Um, I, I really like Brandon Clark because I think he is a good player for this team.
1: Oh yeah, I mean it's it's been six man of the year type stuff lately. Truly, I mean yeah. the numbers he's putting up when you add in the rebounds plus the points, it's it's been wild. And I think what we're seeing with Brandon is a one he's healthy, right? I think we forget that last year he really struggled with some injury stuff to the point where this year I I can't remember if it was quad. I want to say it was right quad soreness. He was out for almost a a month, maybe even more than a month early this season, where was at the point where I'm like, well, he had a missing game for a back. I'm like, is it going to be one game or is it going to be one month, two months? Right. And he's had some injury stuff, but he's healthy this year and he is back to doing his game and his confidence has gotten back up to where it was in his rookie season. He's not trying to worry about the threes, you know, to the point where if he shoots a three, I'm like, ah, go get him, Brandon, why not, right? Yeah. <laughs> Depending yeah. on the situation, obviously. But um, he just knows what he's awesome at, and he's solidified that this year, and he gets to it time and time again. I mean, every time he gets the ball at the top of the key and he's got a defender sagging off, I just look at him like, that's a bucket. That's yeah. a free bucket right there. I just take two dribbles, hit your floater, and it's basically automatic. And that transfers over to the defensive end going up for rebounds, coming off of his guy and helping at just the right time. He got those blocks against, uh, was it the Clippers? Yeah, he had those blocks against the Clippers where he's just coming off and he just is making the right read, right? That's not a defensive scheme play. That is a, okay, I can make this read and go get a block. And so the confidence level is just soared with him getting back to his game. And, man, it's it's beautiful. It's fun to watch.
0: Yeah, it is. It is fun to watch because what he does is really different. And I think what he tried to be was a corner three-point shooter. Uh, I know he went two and two for two in a game, that I think, this past month. Uh, but for the most part, he hasn't really hit a three the entire season. Uh, but now he understands his role that he is going to be the guy who goes for the pick and he's going to roll the rim. He's going to be the rim runner. And that's really all you have to be. You have to be the best version of yourself. And I think that's really why these Grizzlies are that good is because they know their roles and they do their job. Like it's, it's that simple and I know it sounds stupid and I know that anybody in any team could do it, but in all honesty, I feel like they do a really good job of it. Uh, But I don't want to keep harping on too much. One thing I want to say about Jaron and Steven Adams, Steven Adams has given us more offense as of late, which has been very crucial. But I think what that shows us is the versatility of this team. They can be versatile when they go big. If you, if you don't have a big guy, we're going to eat up. And, we're, and that's what Steven Adams is just going to go and he's going to eat. If you're, if you're small, that's another reason Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to just go down your throat. If you have one big, but you don't have two bigs, Jaron will take advantage of that. Jaron's also really good beyond the arc as well. So it, it, the consistency that Jaron's shown because he can get to the rim, that's mm-hmm. really the big difference this year. Um, but I don't want to keep going on too much. So let's get into a little bit about the all-star festivities. We have Desmond Bain, who is going to be in the three-point contest. Uh, but he's also going to be in the, uh, the, I don't know what they call it. The, it's not the rising stars. Yeah. Rising stars game. I almost call it the rookie sophomore game. (laughs) Um, that's, that's now you're aging yourself. (laughs) Um, so what do you expect out of Desmond Bain? We won't hit on jaw yet. What do you, what do you expect out of Desmond Bain? How do you think this weekend goes?
1: I think he's going to show up. The dude has shown himself to be a gamer, and he is going to – I don't even remember who else is in it, but he's going to convince himself he's the underdog in a three-point contest, and no one expects him to win it. Whether or not that's true, I mean, I fully expect him to win it. But I think he's going to show up and give them a run for their money. He found his shot over the past week, and I think he's going to show up and just try and quiet whatever fans he convinces himself <laughs> or cheering against them. That's what he does best. Um, In the rising stars game, it's hard to tell. They usually play that game a little bit harder. They're trying to sort of make a name for themselves still. So that'll be more of a flow game and just see where he gets in it. But I don't know. You can't find too many players that are better than him on that court. Right. I don't, I don't know if you can find any players that you'd say night and day are going to outperform him. So I I think he'll light it up in both, man. I'm, I'm super excited to watch Desmond. Actually, it's the first time in a long time. I'm looking forward to tuning in to anything besides, uh, Besides the actual game itself?
0: Yeah. So, uh, one thing I'm kind of looking at is for one, we'll go over the all star guys uh, that are in three point contest. Uh, but what I like about Desmond is the fact that he's in the, um, the uh, Rising Stars game. Uh, and that's crucial because he gets a chance to do that on Friday, um, kind of get the, I guess, the jitters out, the bug, uh, the butterflies out. But he's also in that other game they're doing, it's the Clutch, whatever. that I don't even know the name of it. This is just terrible, yeah. terrible back end stuff, right? Uh, but anyway, <laughs> so he's going to be on a stage where it's him and Halliburton. They're going to be shooting, and they're going mm-hmm. against everybody else. A lot of people have them as the odds-on favorite because they are two really good shooters, uh, and it's guys that can really you know just honestly fill it up. And yeah. with those two, comparing the other ones, I think that they're, they're going to do good. But I think that gives him the chance to, hey, everybody's looking at me. I'm on TV. I am the big deal right now. Yes, if I suck, not a big, not a big deal, whatever. The three-point mm-hmm. contest is a whole nother level. He gets a chance to sleep, comes out the next day, and take on people like Kennard, Levine, McCollum, Patty Mills, Carl Anthony Towns, Van Vliet, and then Trey Young. Like, that. <laughs> those eight, very good. Luke Kennard being the dookie i am is very <laughs> very good especially spot up shooting mm-hmm. uh that's going to be one that he that i think he does well in levine is just a score i think he's gonna I, I don't think he'll struggle but i don't think he'll be the winner because i don't know if he, he's the guy who stands behind the arc and just fills it up uh cj McCollum is good but cj McCollum isn't exactly a three-point shooter patty mills is good he's more of a gamer car Anthony towns he's okay He's all right. Like, he's I like how they win. threw him in to get the big man in there. Yeah. Van Blade, I think he's the same thing. I think he's a gamer as well. I think, I don't think he's much of the other, which he could surprise us. Trey Young's a whole nother level, right? He can fill it up from anywhere. Um, if I had to pick four people, I would pick Desmond Bain uh, because I think he's more of that spot-up uh, shooter. Luke Kennard, Trey Young, and then we'll go – Fred Van Vliet. Those are my four. Do you have four that you want that you would pick? It's hard for me not to throw Levine in there. Okay.
1: Just because he's been there before and he's he's done it before and he he's shown that he can show up for the moment. After that, Trey Young, for sure. Kennard, I'm so torn on Kennard. Because I think that Kennard might be the best just spot up shooter. I mean, every time he launched one against the Grizzlies, I'm convinced it's going in. If it's not, <laughs> i right. go say a few Hail Marys. But I just don't know. Because I look for, like you said, the gamers. Yeah. The gamers who show up. So I think I'll throw Canard in there. I think he might be the best just spot-up shooter that's in there. So I'd probably put Young, Canard, Levine, and Bane. And here's yeah. the X factor to me. Right. I'm not positive this is still the format. Do they still have the – whatever, two-point, extra-long shot, like 30-foot shot. Is that still in the format? I'm assuming it would be, right? They wouldn't take it out.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm rooting right now. Um, I don't see – there is a skills challenge, by the way. I just saw that, but they have not announced who yeah. it is. Um, it doesn't say – we haven't had exactly. an All Star
1: Weekend in so long, so we all forget.
0: Yeah. It doesn't say okay. Uh, we'll again feature the the Do Zone. Okay, that's the what Do Zone. The do Zone. Two deep shot locations, position uh, between yep. the traditional racks at the top of the three point arc, adjacent to the wing rack. So I think uh, that
1: kills Kennard. I think that kills Canard really? because he's just such a get to his spot, do what he does best, shooter. I mean, he maybe he sits there and he surprises me, but I think that's where where Trey Young and Desmond Bain will thrive because we've seen Desmond Bain when he starts feeling himself launch those 30 footers this year. And I think that that will be the X factor because I mean, you got to pick one, right? So I'm going with that. So I still, I'll say Young, Levine, Kennard, Bain, but I give the edge to Young and Bain in that because of the do zone.
0: Okay. So. When was the do zone brought in? Was that la- uh, two years ago when it was in Atlanta? Is that right? Sounds right. So I'm, I'm going to put that- my foot in my mouth. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> but that, I don't sound- think- that sounds right to me. All right. So, one, uh, pull back the curtain a little bit. I think that the last time there was the All Star game, it was on Valentine's Day, I believe, or somewhere around. I was at dinner, I know, during this <laughs> event, 100%, because I remember exactly where I was. Um, It was a joke of a date between me and my wife. Um, It was one that we'll never forget, one that we'll never do again. Well, I do know that I don't want to completely bury the place we went to, uh, but we went to a franchise because our plans changed with where we were going last minute and we had to make a dinner date for, I don't remember exactly what happened. I I think it was work related for myself, but anyway, we had to make a change. And when that happened, we had to go to a franchise. And it was the funniest thing that I've, I've ever been a part of is because normally we go out to a nice restaurant, right? It's what you do. You but I always book my reservation a, a month and a half in advance at minimum. Um, I try to be good about that. I try to be the good husband, okay? Uh, because I've not been the good husband before. But um, <laughs> I don't remember this at all. I don't know anything about the do zone. So I'm literally Googling the rules right now. Uh, they want to, you have 70 seconds, shoot as many of the 27 balls as they can. Uh, but when can they go back to the do zone whenever they want? Like, Hey, I'm just going to hop out here.
1: I think it's part of the rotation. I think it's, you hit the corner three, the wing three, the do zone and the top three. Okay. I think that's, that's how it goes. And you got maybe one shot from do zone,
0: maybe two shots from do zone, something like that. It's okay. It's one from each shot. So what it is, is, uh, the 27 shots. That's what threw me off was 27 balls. Uh, because yeah. obviously there's five racks. Quick math. Yeah, five racks, five <laughs> balls, and I was like, "There's gotta like, are these guaranteed?" So, <clears throat> seventy seconds, you shoot twenty-seven balls. There are two from the do zone. Whatever, <laughs> whatever. I like code red better, uh, but uh, we'll call it the code red zone here. But I think that um, I'm going to stick with my guys because it's not that far. We're talking about adults here. They they can shoot at another whatever five feet i don't even know where the dew zone is i've never seen the dew zone in all honesty
1: i'm just saying when the dew zone is the reason desmond bain wins it and canard gets knocked out i'll come back on here and we can talk about it
0: <laughs> deal <laughs> all right so the grizzlies now are uh, heading into this week uh against the pelicans on a back-to-back uh tuesday and then they travel home and play the blazers uh, so what are your thoughts on these games? How do you think they go? They're on a five-game win streak. So do you think they keep rolling seven-game win streak into the uh, the all-star break?
1: I do. I don't think we'll see a letdown this week because they've – like the past week showed us they've learned how to sort of put the foot on the gas and lock in when they need to to get wins against what we would say are inferior opponents. And they've got – I mean, they've got a little juice on both these teams, right? A little extra motivation. The Pelicans have been a thorn in their side since – um 2019 so that'll be one that's just always a good win to get against the pelicans i'm sure they'll be wanting to prove something there especially since they've reloaded with mccollum and and everybody there so i think they'll have extra motivation for that and then the last game maybe last two games against the blazers were those both losses um i don't remember i know that they are at least trying to split the season series, if not lose the season series. So I I expect them to come out and try and beat both those teams. I think they own both a little bit. And um, they've shown us they don't want to let down, right? Like you said, Ja, even though he twisted his ankle, came back in that game against the Hornets. I mean, when that's your franchise player and you're third in the conference, not every team's going to put them back in after a little scare like that, but they want to beat everybody every night. So I think they roll through. I think they get a couple more wins. I mean – they've got a chance to have a perfect February, right? I think 10-0 yeah. would be awesome. 9-1 is 100% doable. So uh, I expect them to try and want to accomplish that as a team.
0: Yeah, so the Grizzlies, they did split those two. Uh, they played back on the 27th, but it looks like uh, the, the October 27th. Uh, that was not a – that was a regular season game, right? It's got to be. Oh, yeah. Right. Okay. I'm pretty sure it was. I just want to verify. So that means that they're down uh, 2-1 to the uh, to the Blazers so far. I know that uh, that they've actually went to Portland and won that game. Then Portland, a few days later, came back uh, and beat the Grizzlies at their home spot. I don't remember that first matchup. That's what was confusing me. Uh, but this is a very, very important game because I think that, yes, it's not a big deal. Uh, if, it, if they take the loss, it's not a big deal at all. But you want them to kind of be rolling into the All-Star break. Having 42 wins in the All-Star break, most in franchise history, would be awesome. Uh, Portland, since the trade, they're actually 2-0, and oh, which, is, mm-hmm. which is pretty funny to me. Uh, they beat Justice the Lakers. Justice Winslow, baby. Yeah, they beat the Lakers. And then they, uh, they've been at home, and then they beat the Knicks at home as well. Uh, they now travel to the Bucks tonight. So that's going to be potentially a loss, but they could surprise us. But it is the Justice Winslow revenge game. Do you expect to have a big night out of Justice Winslow when they return? Honestly, part of me hopes so. It's one of, it's one of those things where his. it's been
1: so terrible for him yeah. <laughs> since, since he got that trade to Memphis that he, it's it's hard for me to root against him no matter what, even though it was a bit of a debacle while he was here for the Grizzlies. But – right. um. No, I, I don't think I have a big game. He's starting for them right now, so I'm sure he'll do fine. But I don't expect him to have a, a big game or anything like that. If anyone has a big game, it'll be Anthony Simons. <laughs> that dude has is C.J. McCollum 2.0 Grizz killer. Yeah. So I 100% think Anthony Simons will have himself a game. But um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see the dynamic when Justice comes back. But um yeah, I don't know. I don't expect a big game. It's hard for me to say I expect a big yeah. game out of Justice Winslow. so I'm sorry.
0: Well, they're playing a big minutes, uh, mainly all their starters in Portland because their bench is kind of hurt right now. They don't have mm-hmm. much of a bench. Uh, that's where the advantage I think will come uh, with both of these teams, in all honesty, when you play the Pelicans, who have the Grizzlies number, right? I'm going to be wearing Grizzlies stuff. Uh, I'm going to be down there on the court. People will see me. I'm not a small fella. So I will be there. I'll probably stick out like a sore thumb. I'd imagine if there are any fans there. Uh, but you're playing against a team that really is looking for revenge. It's a uh, it's Jonas Valanciunas. Okay, just got traded. We do have Steven Adams, who they've already played, so they've all been you know you know got those games out, the frustration, the revenge games out for the most part. But you got to understand, these are professionals. They're still going to want to go at each other um, and. Jonas Valanciunas could actually have a, a big game. You also have a guy like Brandon Egram, who always plays well against the Grizzlies. And now you have CJ McCollum, who always plays good against the Grizzlies. That is dangerous. And you're walking into uh, enemy territory with a with a player like Ja, who just kind of rolled his ankle a little bit. I'm not saying he's hurt. I'm not saying he's not going to play to his best ability. But if they get up on us, maybe that's the time where they sit him and say, hey, you know, let's just take a break. This is a twenty-point, you know, lead. Let's just kind of, you know, play it out. Let's just take our loss and uh, take our lumps. So I don't know how the game goes, but I, I expect the Grizzlies to win both games. I would imagine that there's going to be roughly a six-ish. Um, I I want to say spread on it. I'd say six and a half if I had to to bet um, on that New Orleans game, and I think it's a little bit higher, probably like eight and a half for the Portland Trailblazers, even though it is a back-to-back, but it is at home. So I expect both teams to win. I expect them to play well. But these are two teams that really, really have the Grizzlies number over the years. And so this could be a very tough game no matter who's on the court. Somehow they always struggle against them. But, uh, but Nathan, this has been a this has been a blast. Uh, people yeah, are going to get to know you uh, and learn a lot more about you. Uh, we're going to continue. We'll have you on. Uh, Ryan, You know, just so everybody's aware, Ryan isn't gone. Ryan is still a co-host. He'll be back. Uh, but uh, when I'm able to record these, sometimes doesn't fit his schedule. He is uh, finishing up his uh, coaching. Uh, and so they should find out more uh, about tonight after they have a game. So we'll be able to get him on much more uh, once we work around that. Uh, but Nathan will be, able to be part of Grizz lead. And so we need somebody to come on. And so you'll have to hear me the whole time. You'll be able to hear Nathan as well. Uh, we also have another guy that's going to join us. Uh, He's going to be a contributor just as Nathan is as well. His name is Chris. He'll be joining us soon. We haven't announced anything yet. So if you're on here, just look for the announcement. It will be coming probably this week, if not next, once we kind of get him in the fold. Uh, But Nathan was a little bit ahead of Chris. So um, Nathan, where can people find you if they want to check out your work? So I'm pretty much exclusively on Twitter. If
1: You could look for me on Facebook and Instagram, but don't expect to see much. So Twitter at memgrizhomer. Uh, that's where I'll be putting everything out, giving my thoughts and uh, ideas about the games in general, and then just thoughts about the team as a whole, the organization as a whole. So follow me at, at, at @memgrizhomer. You can find some stuff, obviously, right on write on grizz Lead, but that'll be pretty much exclusively where I'm putting things out.
0: Yep. You can follow me at Daniel Greer. Also, make sure you check us out at grizz underscore lead. I have some things up my sleeve, as I always do, uh, working on a few more interviews, but also looking for... Uh, something in particular that might actually be very fun for the podcast. So stay tuned for that. Something you're really going to want to check out. But until then, I will be in enemy territory. Look for me. I will be posting directly behind the goal, live from our Grizzly account during the game. And hopefully, please, for the love of God, win. I don't want to be down (laughs) in New Orleans and we lose that's going to be the worst but anyway let's have a good week let's have fun onward and upward to the all-star break be nice and tell your friends